of Bring It in the, in the House podcast show, where we spotlight musicians, entertainers, artists, and leaders. And of course, I'm your host, Millie Mills. Welcome. We got a great show. We're talking to a man, I mean, legendary, all the way from the West Coast, woo, R&B soul singer, legendary, Mr. Raymond Coates. Ah! Hey, Welcome now. <laughs> Thank How you very you? much. I'm great. Oh my gosh, it's so good me. to see you. I mean, uh, I was good to be seen. I know, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You are incredible. I can't say it enough. Over 40 years career in the industry. Who can say that? Not many, not many, right? Uh, not many. That's right. <laughs> many of the guys I used to sing with as a youngster, they don't sing anymore, you know, doing other things, you know. Yes, I get it. I get it. Well, congratulations on, on your all your success. And we'd like to kick the show off talking about where you're from, your alma mater. I know you're from the West Coast, but exactly what city are you hailing from? Where's your alma mater? I'm from San Francisco, uh, all the way. Born and raised there, lived in Hunters Point, Lakeview. For all of those folks in Lakeview and Hunters Point, we lived in the view. Live in the view. I hear you. Right. I hear you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, you go all the way back. You've worked with so many great artists, including the king of pop, Michael Jackson, and legendary R&B songwriter um, and singer-songwriter Bill Withers. <sighs> all yeah. my favorites. Kind of yeah. tell us how it all got started. Was it like in high school or grade school? When did you know that this is what you're supposed to be doing? I, well, I didn't know until like I was about maybe 14 or 15, yeah. even though I was doing it before then because I was in a church choir, uh -huh. uh, the Church of Christ, they were acapella, no instrumental music. So we had to really learn how to do our parts. And I started when I think I was about seven years old singing in the church choir, but it didn't get serious. What at 12, I was in a, a group called the performer singing in the church choir. Mm -hmm. And Sorry, uh, yes, all right. And the performers, we, we were kind of like the local neighborhood group that performed in all the talent shows and all of that and i was about 12 and the main reason i did that was for the girls <laughs> you know it, it, it was seriously uh, fun because you know there was something to do that was positive that got your attention and that's basically what it was for at first and then i was uh 15 and it got to be a business kind of thing you know we had to really chunk down and the performers we actually 
recorded a song that it did wasn't very popular. If you want to leave me, baby, then I can't stop you. So we did some of that. And uh, so it got pretty serious about about 15. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. He got bit by the entertainment bug. <laughs> Swallowed by it, not just bit. Swallowed. That's yeah, that's usually how it happens, man. Woo! Yes, when, yes. So when you when okay, and you after the school, you know, singing in school and everything, do you remember when your big break came? Oh wow, my big break came. <laughs> I'm still looking. <laughs> you kind of got me. That wasn't one of your questions. You surprised me. But I was in a <laughs> I was well, I like guess, 16, I, yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say, what kind of, what, what performance kind of like solidified the deal? Like, yep. Woo. Well, we opened up for Sly Stone and uh, Jimi Hendrix in, uh, back in the day at Winterland in San Francisco. And it was so fantastic. I'm at a 49er football game. I'm like 15, 16. And I'm walking up the ramp singing like I usually do. I sing everywhere all the time. I never stop. And I bump into this big guy and he grabs me by the shoulders. And he says, hey, buddy, he said, man, you got a pretty gritty voice, man. You have a band? And I said, yeah, I got a band. I don't know who this fella is. And he said, he gave me a card. I didn't even look at it. I put it in my pocket. And he said, well, when you get some original songs, call me up. Well, we had original songs because I've always written lyrics. And uh, so I didn't know who he was. But when I went home to change my clothes, I took the card out of my pocket and it was Bill Withers. What? So one, yeah. So this was on a Sunday. So Monday I went to rehearsal and I told the fellas, hey, hey, met, met Elmo. I met Bill Withers. And it was like, is that right? I said, yeah. And he wanted he wanted to come to his studio in San Jose. So we had about three or four originals. And uh, we called him up. He uh, took us up there into a studio. He sat in with us. He showed our guitar player some licks. And he showed me some things that I should do singing. And we recorded a song called a special love for me and it came out so nice he got he got uh actually he put the whole thing together and he got a guy named renee hall who did sam cook's string arrangements and he had him do our string arrangements and get our backgrounds and everything together so that's when i basically had my had my my break at that time to let me yes. know that this was something that I wanted to do, oh you know, gosh. for real. So yes. that was cool. You know, the Michael Jackson thing came later, actually. Later. Uh, it wasn't me. Actually, it was my brothers. Three uh -huh. of my brothers. I was in it, but it was Theris, Jerry, Glenn, and myself that went to this tryout. He was doing a video called Cry. And mm -hmm. uh, and so we went and tried out, and he chose us to be one of the 
one of the groups singing in in his video and so that was that was really pumped because he was sitting up there looking out of his out of his uh mobile home looking out of the curtains he didn't come out though right he didn't come out at all he didn't take part in the actual video in the actual video okay so raymond do you come from a long line of singers you know your family your mom and dad grandparents any of them man my dad was a bass singer okay but i don't come from a long line of singers because his his profession was a preacher he he was a preacher but he was a great bass singer and he had some great friends uh ray walker jr who was the bass singer for elvis presley's group the jordanaires oh my was, gosh yeah he was the one that came to san francisco at my dad's request and taught us how to sing gave us all our parts and told us what to do and all of that so that's why i came out from being a bass singer that was my first love your first love was being a bass singer like your dad huh yeah i used yeah. to lean on his chest and, and i could feel the vibrations you know when the baby uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and you could yeah. hear it and it just kind of transferred so that's what i did uh while i was with uh cordial while i was with the performers uh while i was with finesse those that's the voice i did was bass this bass okay okay so i know you um you know i read about your early inspirations you know some of the acts like the temptations the impressions and of course bill withers to name a few so who were some of you know some other influencers who were some as of today any new artists that you know keep you motivated or inspire you artists of today yeah uh there's a guy named gregory porter that's around and he's, gregory porter yeah okay. he's a great inspiration to me jeffrey osborne he's oh, he's yeah. a great inspiration to me because okay. he he he's still doing what he does and he's uh, still yeah. powerful on stage the Isley brothers yeah and the reason why they're my inspiration because they they're they're still doing it they're Ronald Isley is still still doing it he's shown that he's crossed all of these genres all the mm -hmm. barriers and he's proven that yeah. age is not the factor yeah. in what you do it, it's it's who you are so yeah there's a few yeah. there's a few there's a few speaking of the Isley brothers uh you did um like you say you well there's a tribute I was looking on YouTube a song that you did for them called the Isleys right yes we want to take yeah. a listen to it um I I think I uploaded the right one if not just tell me <laughs> here we go oh, yeah. bring it in the house thank you with sweet melodies there comes a band of great harmonies with soul in the veins rhythm in the heart the eyes brothers 
I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that. 
very welcome. And, you know, we were talking before we went on, before we came onto the show. And uh, I was telling you that we're out of Austin. And I know this is not scripted, <laughs> but <laughs> you said that you had been to Austin just uh, what, just recently, right? Yes, ma'am. December the 10th. I was there from the 8th through the 11th, actually. And I did three shows in Austin. Three I shows. I wish I had yeah. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had known. I just and it didn't was know. really right. It was really I'm coming back. We You're it was really back. wonderful because my bass player, well, former bass player, moved to Austin. And when she heard I was coming, I was just gonna do backing tracks. And she Debbie yes. called me up and she says, You come in the Austin Ray? And I said, Yeah. She said, What you gonna do about music? I said, Well, I'm gonna have a backing track. She said, No, you ain't. She said, I can do you. <laughs> and she did. She got me four great instrumentalists. I sent them my music. They learned my music. When I got there, as soon as I got off the plane, I didn't even, I wasn't even able to go to the hotel. I went right to the first venue with my pajamas on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That was great. And Jack and those guys. I have to give Jack Everly credit because he taught the other guys the music, the bass player, uh, Billy Cummins, keyboard player. He was just out of sight. Austin has some wonderful musicians there. Mm. Shout out, Austin, more power to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh oh, excuse me. <laughs> yes, and we got people tuning in. Oh, thank you so much, my cousin in Little Rock. Thank you, Wesley in Memphis, and Desiree, your publicist. She is tuned in tonight. Thank you. <laughs> she said, "Tell some of your stories." She said, "Tell some of your stories, Raymond." I can't tell a lot of stories because you gave me a script. <laughs> <laughs> Gary didn't give me a script, so he just let me. He just kind of let me talk. But I do want to say this. Uh, I had a, I have a family and I really stopped performing for like almost 30 years because what? I had to, you know, I had to get a regular job um, and uh, go to work so that I could raise my two sons. One is 34 now, another one's 29. But mm. I, I opened up for the Mills Brothers. Okay. When I was, when I was with Cordial, there was there was this, these brothers that was they was out of sight in Las Vegas. We went mm. there and opened up for them. Uh, well, I have a lot of stories. Believe me, oh, a lot of stories. Well, tell us. Well, well, tell us this much: the temptation. Do you got a story? A brief story you can share? A brief story. Uh, you me have and my the... friends, we, we were a temptation tribute. We were a temptation group, but we uh -huh. were young, 14 years old. We didn't have the money to get into the show, so we climbed in the bathroom window. And <laughs> we didn't have seats, so we had to stand on the front row right in front of the stage, mm -hmm. and we're singing right along with them. Mm -hmm. Martha Reeves of the Vandellas looked, and she said oh, to me, man. she said, come here snuck me backstage snuck okay. me on the bus snuck me to the hotel and we partied all night just me and them so i wrote a song i wrote a song i'm working on now with a producer named stevie o williams called mm -hmm. snuck a look at you mm -hmm. 
snuck a look because of the temptation. My friends didn't believe me. So the right. next morning I went home. I told them, man, Coach, where you been, man? I said, I've been partying with the temptation. You have <laughs> No, you're lying. That's what they said. So we all got on the bus, went back to the hotel. When we got off the elevator, Melvin looked over at me and he said, hey, Coach, what's up? And it <laughs> fell out. It was it was just out of sight. So it was out anyway. of sight. Yeah. Oh Great man. Story. That's yeah. I, I love that. I mean, yeah. I know that that was kind of mind blowing for you. Not kind was, of, it was totally. <laughs> yeah, I know it was. I know it was. You know, the, I saw David Huffman break up a fight between Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Really? Yeah, and Marvin was a big guy even then, and but David then stepped between them and took the chair out of Marvin's hand oh. backstage and said, "No, man, you can you we can't have that back here." But he yeah. was going to hit her with a chair. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Well, thank God David stepped in. Thank God. Yes, that's what I'm well, talking about. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's right on time there. Yeah. That, yes. that would have been that's that solidified been. him in my view that solidified him yeah you know he had a song that he wrote when he was 18 called statue of a fool mm. i re-recorded that song mm -hmm. after that happened after that happened okay yeah i get the message i get it yeah. i get it yeah share with us share with us raymond the very first time you were in the studio i mean what was your experience like when you you know first time you got in the mic and you you guys were laying down the track producing and composing everything what was that like for you you know what that it was new because yeah. as much as i talk i sing even more okay <laughs> and bill was back there going man you don't need all of those words raymond you don't need all of that you 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 just say a couple of words and he had us pare down our lyrics. So my mm -hmm. my first uh experience with actually recording in an actual studio was with Bill Withers. Was with Bill Withers. Wow. You can't get any better than that. <laughs> no, you sure can't. <laughs> he vouched for us. He vouched yeah. for us. Wow. <sighs> And that was the very first single. And from, from there, what opportunities, you know, what did that lead to from there? Where did you go? Well, you know, we took that song to Vegas and Reno, and there were a lot of um, spots in San Francisco, the Rickshaw, the 20 Grand, a lot of clubs that they, they loved that music. We had three horns. We had uh, organ, piano, drum, bass, and all of that and Kungas, Ricky Palapas, and we had a wonderful system going on from like 15 until I guess I maybe was about 21, and then I got in trouble with the law. The law found me, and I couldn't run, so I went, uh, I went away for about two years, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and uh, came back out and then of course I sang some more with a group called Finesse. Finesse. And we did we didn't do any original music at all because I had to go to work when we went to work. But our mm -hmm. uh keyboard player 
Stephen Williams mm -hmm. basically uh, is still in the game. He was in Vogue's first piano player, original piano player, and uh, was on the Arsenio Hall show with him. And he still helps produce my song, Lay It To Your Heart. Lay It To Your Heart. Lay It To Your Heart. It's, no, that's... That's the one that I sing all over the country. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm getting ready to do some things with that one song. It's with that a, one song. Yes, it's a beautiful song. And uh, everybody kind of likes it. So, yeah. uh, you know, so would you, I'm all would, you, would you say Lay It On Your Heart? Is that your biggest single? Big, biggest lay selling? Lay It To Your Heart. It's lay It Into lay, your, okay. Yes. okay. Lay It To Your Heart. Lay it's it on Spotify heart. and everything. And it's just it's just blowing up with streams. Right. Blowing up with streams. Blowing up the streams. Oh, that is so good. Congratulations. Now, Ray, you recently um, um, released an album December of just of last year, right? Called Uncle Ray's yes. Project? Yes. Project? Okay. All right. That's Tell us about that. There. Yeah. Yeah. That song is on there. It has 12 on singles on it. Um, mm -hmm. the, the different people produced it. Uh, Tony Saunders, who um, is uh, one of the baddest bassists in the world. No, he, he's one of the baddest bassists. Well, he produced three of those songs. Steve produced three of them. And then I was, there was another guy named John Covert that produced two. Um, mm -hmm. Blues Running Wild, you got to hear that one. Oh, I wish you could play that one. The blues, blues running wild. wild. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I did even did a country western song. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I know what love is. Okay. Western song. So, uh, Ray Uncle Ray's project was named for my nieces and nephews. Oh. You know, they're always teasing me. Mm -hmm. They're always messing with me about my singing career and when you're going to when you're going to do that so i named this cd in honor oh, of them so, and there's a single that i was checking out also from from your new album called you're not a bad dad so mm. we, yeah i like that word i like it we can let take a listen that song yeah let How? me tell you about that song tell I me about it tell at us. walmart i worked at walmart and uh -huh. i was in the electronics department and i was responsible for photos oh. and there was this guy that came in and his son he was picking up you know pictures for his son and i was like man you're not a bad dad man and <laughs> and i wrote it down and when i went home i started working on these lyrics well when he came back to the store i read the lyrics to him mm. he came back two days later and put a check for $1,600 on the desk. He says, I want to hear that song. A Japanese guy. He contributed to your project. Isn't that something? I took the money right to Tony. I'm like, I'm like let's, let's do, do it, it. now. I, yeah, I like let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Man, that's an amazing story, Raymond. That is really, really? amazing. It We're just about, him. yeah. He was like an angel. Yes. 
and it, it, that's like an endorsement. It's like confirming this is yeah, this is what you need. He didn't to do. want no money back. He just wanted to hear the song. And when I finished the CD, I I took him a copy of the CD, and I also have uh, vinyl coming out soon. This is this is what's called a, a yeah, test this, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so I can test it to see person. what it what it's gonna sound like. Uh huh. Give him one of these too, because yes, he didn't yes. want any money back. Yeah. So, yeah. You gonna play that song? Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time. I'm gonna play like a minute of it Millie. before we go into the song. We gonna let the song take us out of here. But do you have any shout outs or anything real quick before we wrap it up? Yeah, Tony Saunders. Okay. Thank you for all your help, my man. Steve Williams. Thank you for all your work. John Colbert, thank you. And the and the band, of course. I can't I can't forget Dante Roberson. Uh, I can't forget uh, Butch Coles, who played guitar for years for the Hughes Corporation. Dante right. played drums for years in the Whispers Orchestra. Jose Saxman. Jose. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys, there's a lot of too many shout-outs. Too many. <laughs> You're I legendary. Know. That's because they you're are. legendary. <laughs> they are. You know, I'm glad that we're able to contribute and work together. Amen. Amen. Before we go, guys, this is the legendary R&B singer, Mr. Raymond Coates. And we're going to take a listen to You're Not a Bad Dad. That's going to take us out right here on Bring It in the House. <laughs>
You may not be perfect, but that's okay. We're so grateful for you each and every day. Every day. 